When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I'm actually going to be doing a little bit of movie news. So sit back and relax, and let's do this. So, Jamie Foxx is back as Electro. And is this good or is this bad? I'm going to be talking about that in a few minutes. Hollywood Reporter was the ones who actually reported the news. So I'm going to be talking about that in a few minutes. And then production on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Matter of fact, we actually found out that production is going to begin soon. And we have Benedict Cumberbatch to actually go ahead and to announce that to date for us. And then Francis Ford Coppola is getting the biopic treatment but not really getting the biopic treatment what i mean by that is we're actually going to be getting a francis ford coppola behind the scenes drama of what happened on the set of the godfather and the godfathers if you haven't been listening to my podcast or anything like that for a while you know that the godfather is actually one of my favorite films but i never knew about the drama that unfolded onto that set so to actually know that this movie is actually going to take place it makes me excited, but I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. I do not want to steal my own thunder. But I will say Oscar Isaacs is set to play Francis Ford Coppola, and then you have Jake Gyllenhaal, who is set as Robert Evans. So let's go on ahead and get into this whole entire discussion with Jamie Foxx being back as Electro. What does this actually mean? And is this good for us? So... I understand there's a lot of backlash when it comes down to the Electro character, especially whenever it comes down to Jamie Foxx playing Electro in the Amazing Spider-Man Part 2 movie. But there's one thing that you have to admit. When Kevin Feige wants a certain actor back, which is rare that he would want Jamie Foxx back, or any actor back for that matter, that took the Spider-Man franchise from the amazing spider-man and wants them back in this movie especially with sony and it actually makes me raise the question are people going to be acceptive to jamie fox because of his performance in amazing spider-man 2 and there are some mixed back feelings i'm going to be honest with you there are some people out there like oh no he sucked as electro and everything he shouldn't be coming back what is kevin feige thinking one thing i learned when it comes down to the mcu is you don't second-guess Kevin Feige when it comes down to decision-making because he makes the best decisions that goes along with the, the universe that they are actually trying to create. Create, And only that, but if this is a chance to redeem Jamie Foxx with this character of Electro, what better way it, than to actually have him in the MCU, have him under the power and the strings of Kevin Feige to where... They can actually flush out Electro, flush him out to the point where we actually have layers to him, where we won't have that cringeworthy dialogue that we actually had from the second Amazing Spider-Man movie. And the one thing I can say is, when it comes down to the villains in the MCU, is they're ver- other than Killmonger and maybe Loki, they're they're always one-layer characters. So if they go ahead and put Electro in the right spots and gives them the right, right layers for Jamie Foxx to perform, he'll be a badass character. I'm just going to be honest with you. Jamie Foxx is an Academy Award-winning actor who ended up winning an Oscar for the movie Ray, which is a biopic 
about Ray Charles, and he did an excellent job. It's just that Jamie Foxx was in a shitty situation with Sony with the direction that they wanted to go in, and it wasn't his fault. It was the writing, it was the directing, and the direction that they actually wanted to go in. And that was the main problem with The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And and Andrew Garfield did such a great job as Peter Parker and also Spider-Man. I thought he did really good with the second film. I really thought that he did good. But Kevin Feige wants to use Electro in this third film. And I'm perfectly fine with that. If this is a chance to redeem Jimmy Fox, I say go on ahead. Go full swing with him. Do what needs to be done. Flush out the Electro character. Do not give us that cringeworthy dialogue that we got. Another thing, too, is give us that Sinister Six, Sinister Six uh, plotline as well that we, that we were promised from Sony. Because here's the thing. Sony promised us Sinister Six. We didn't even get that in the second Spider-Man movie at all. And that scene, those scenes were actually taken out out of the trailer and everything. And when we got to the movie, those scenes were not even in the movie at all. They were in the trailer, but not in the movie. And that was such a letdown because I wanted to see that. I wanted to see this mystery person going through the Sinister Six, looking at Dr. Octopus's arms, and looking at all this technology that Oscorp has actually came up with. And... To not see that was a letdown. And then we got that cringeworthy dialogue with Jamie Foxx. And it just didn't it just didn't connect right with me. And I love Jamie Foxx as an actor. I think he's a phenomenal actor. But it was the wrong script, the wrong direction that they chose to go in. That Sony decided to go in. And if they want to go in ahead and put Jamie Foxx into this film. Once again to redeem this character. I'm all for it. If they actually flush out... The characters, if they actually redeem Jamie Foxx's character, I'm perfectly fine with that and everything. Because here's the thing, Jamie Foxx can actually give those layers to those characters if he's given the right script. If Kevin Feige, which I believe in Kevin Feige at this point, who made over a billion dollars when you actually over a trillion dollars, if you actually think about it, within the whole entire MCU franchise in itself. And you have to be crazy to actually go against Kevin Feige at this point. And if you don't like the MCU, you just have to look at the box office numbers and everything else. Just to look at the statistics of the fact that it's a tr- he made over a trillion dollars within this whole entire franchise whenever it came down to the MCU stuff. And what he was able to do with it. And he was able to create something that was beneficial to the universe that he's actually making. And, you know, you can't go wrong with Kevin Feige at all. Now, there are a few things that I have to say that I really hope that they don't do with this third Spider-Man movie. I'm hoping that they don't mention Tony Stark at all. I'm tired of them using other villains who are pissed off at Tony Stark and takes it out on other people. Because we've seen that with Spider-Man Far From Home. We've seen that with Captain America Civil War. It became a repetitiveness. And everything to the point where I'm like, okay, I do not want to see that again. We saw that three times, as a matter of fact. We saw that also in Iron Man 3. So we saw this three times within the MCU. We do not need to see this again. We don't need no mentions of Tony Stark anymore. He's dead. Let's move on. We don't need other villains who who he actually pissed off. And now they want to take it out on other people. I do not want to see that movie. I want this movie 
to actually stand on its own without mentioning the first phase of the MCU with Iron Man. I want Electro to stand on on his own. I want fleshed out characters. I want a power driven movie to where you can actually feel some type of emotion with Electro to understand his motivation just like they did with Thanos. That's what I want to see from this third Spider-Man movie and Tom Holland I I really like him as Spider-Man. I think he's going to do really well as of course he always does. And you know, I just can't wait to see what they're actually have in store for us for this third Spider-Man movie. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with that. So now we actually come to our second story and everything and that's actually Doctor Strange 2 begins filming and the filming date is revealed by Benedict Cumberbatch and you know, I think that this is actually great that we actually get the fact that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is actually back again to give us Doctor Strange 2. And also, too, that the filming is expected to begin either late October, late this month, or early November. And to me, that is extremely soon whenever you actually sit down and think about it, especially whenever you actually come off of the whole entire thing with the coronavirus and things like that. And this virus is not even, in my opinion, has not even settled down at all. It's still an ongoing process. But I'm happy that they're actually going on ahead and making this film. Scott Derrison, who directed the first Doctor Strange uh, and everything, is not directing this one at all. Sam Raimi is. And Sam Raimi is actually a horror director. And... Who else better to actually direct a movie like this than Sam Raimi himself? I'm not even going to get into that. But to know the fact that this movie is going to be setting production pretty soon makes me really excited at that point. Because of the fact that I want to see Nightmare. I want to see these villains that Doctor Strange has. I cannot wait to see this. This is going to be like Nightmare on Elm Street for the MCU when it comes down to Nightmare who actually eats people's dreams and he's the eater of dreams. He fe- he feasts on people's fears and dreams and everything else. So this is a perfect way of actually getting that in there. Not only that, but this also opens up probably the gateways to the Fantastic Four, the X-Men. We actually get to see other universes within this whole entire multiverse. And this also opens up the door for the House of M a little bit after... I believe that this is actually going to take place after WandaVision, which actually makes sense. I can actually see them doing a cutscene where it's um, WandaVision is now done, and then all of a sudden it breaks into Doctor Strange, and then Doctor Strange carries on whatever uh, Wanda actually... can. Uh, open up all those portals and everything and Doctor Strange is seeing the cause and effect of that of our world where all these mutants are coming into place to where the X-Men are coming into the MCU we actually see our some of our favorite characters like the Fantastic Four come in and everything I think we're actually going to get an introduction into some of those characters when when the second Doctor Strange movie comes in. Now, this is not written in stone or anything like that. This is just me speculating because I actually love speculating and actually getting sweaty over this whole entire thing because you can't help but get geeked out over this, especially if you're a big comic book fan and stuff like that 
who's been waiting for the X-Men to come through to the MCU. Even though I was the one who said that I wish that they would actually stick at Fox. But now, of course, Fox is now under one umbrella, which is Disney. So, therefore, X-Men can actually now have a gateway through the MCU. So, you know, it actually gives me something to look forward to. I'm actually excited to see what they're actually going to do with it. So, as far as the production goes and stuff like that, I'm excited at the fact that we are actually sending production now. Now it's actually a go. Now it has that little bit of flavor where we can actually say, okay, this film is finally getting made. It gives us something to be looking forward to. We are actually going to probably get a trailer and everything once everything is all said and uh, said and done which makes us even more sets us up even more crazier than anything so there's that so now i'm gonna get into this whole entire uh thing with francis ford coppola and i know this episode might be a little bit shorter than usual or anything like that but i promise you tomorrow night or saturday night i'm definitely going to be making up for it because Tamika is going to be back on the show. And we're actually going to do our sinister horror movie review. And I just got done doing a horror review for uh, Blood Feast. So you're going to get that pretty soon as well. Which is only a small little 10 minute long movie review. But I think you guys are going to like it a little bit. for As far as the movie review goes. Let me know if you like these short movie reviews. When it comes down like to 10 minute non-spoiler reviews. Because it's just something new I wanted to try out that I wanted to let, see what you guys actually think about that. But this, that's those reviews might actually happen if I'm by myself or it, they're going to still be about 30 minutes long. I don't know yet. It's just according to how everything's played out. So anyways, um, let's go on ahead and talk about this for a minute. Like I said, The Godfather making uh, Barry LeVision... Uh, taps Oscar Isaac to play Francis Ford Coppola and Jake Gyllenhaal as Robert Evans. Deadline was the one who reported it. Uh, Barry Levinson will direct Francis and the Godfather. That's actually what it's called. Francis and the Godfather with, like I said, with Oscar Isaac starring as Francis Ford Coppola and Jake Gyllenhaal as Robert Evans in a drama about the legendary and wild battles that went into the making of the 1972 classic, The Godfather. This film is based a blacklist script by Andrew Forte that was a redeveloped by Livingston. Echo like entertainment, Mike Marcus, Doug Mankoff, and Andrew Spaulding are producing with Kevin Torren, John Levine, and Baltimore pitchers Jason Sernoff. Um, let's see here. And not only that... But let's go into a little bit of the synopsis of it. While The Godfather is considered to be one of the greatest American films and a symbol of the 70s ultra era, getting there was no easy task. Coppola was 31 at the time, determined to convince Evans and the studio to allow him to film expensively in New York. That's another thing I want to mention, too. If you're going to set a movie in New York, it's expensive as hell, which is also why... WB went against the original director of it because of the fact that it was going to cost so much money and then they also overruled them and then of course you know the director said no it has to be set in New York 
we have to do it in New York or else I'm not doing the film. So WB went on ahead, parted ways, and then they got Andre Muschietti to go ahead and do the It's uh, remake. So that's, and he was able to do it for uh, a lot cheaper than what they were actually going to have to spend on doing it out in New York. So that's also another thing. When you're doing something out in New York, that's going to be expensive as hell. So, like I said, it's set in the time period of the novel, which would become a big bestseller. This, after the original uh, Mario Pozo, uh, Pozo script was set in Kansas City, among the other debate was the idea to gamble on Marlon Brando, an electric character who hadn't been in a hit film in years, to play mob family Don Corleone for which he would win the Best Actor Prize. And also, Al Pacino is Michael Corleone, a character who's solely involved from the desire to get far away from the family business to talking it over, taking it over when it was clear his father would be murdered, even after a bungled assassin, assassination attempts. Evans, who took the uh, top job after a career as an actor, had pressures all his own, as the studio was in danger of closing the sh- closing up shop, there was also the uneasy discussion with real mobsters who were none too pleased to have their dirty business to be aired in a major studio film. You see, I like that. I like the fact that I don't like the fact that there was actually real mob bosses actually after these directors and actors and all that stuff. But I like the idea. We have this drama unfolding even with the story that you're trying to tell. And people are against it. You actually have the studios that are against it because they didn't like the casting call whenever you look at Don Corleone because of Marlon Brando hasn't been in, in a hit movie forever. But they took a gamble and it paid off. Sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't pay off. So, you know, either, either you go in or you don't go in. And they decided to go in on it. And then... Of course, you also have the mobsters who want, uh, who don't want their stuff to be told. Otherwise, you're going to get whacked yourself for even putting this out there, which is also another thing that Tony Soprano had against Chris writing scripts and mo- doing movies just because of the fact that the exploitation of the fact that putting out the family business. So that's a big no-no when it comes down to mob life. So I actually like the fact that they're even touching on the behind-the-scenes scenes with that, which I was not expecting. I thought we were actually going to get more of the whole entire studio set on the drama that actually unfolds just on the set itself. But to see it unfold off the set is even better. And like I said, out of the madness of production, against all odds, a classic film happened. Levinson said, the behind-the-scenes stories are one that I've heard for many years from Peter Bart, my boss for 20 years at Variety and sometimes co- uh, co-author on a back-and-forth column about movies. Bart was pried away from the New York Times to become Evans' number two creative executive, and he was at the center of all these glorious arguments. It will be very interesting to see who Levinson cast to play him. And for that matter, Robert Duvall, Tom Hagen, James Cann, Sonny Corle- Cor- Corleone, John Cazale, Fredo, Telly Shire, Connie Cor- Corleone, Diane Keaton as Kay Corleone, and the rest of that fantastic cast. But the film clearly focuses on the clashes between filmmaker and studio chief who badly 
needed a hit. No pun intended. <laughs> Aside from the Oscar, Brando, who formally boycotted the proceedings and sent to accept his trophy uh, a little after American rights as the actor protested Hollywood's portrayal of Native Americans and the standoff at Wounded Knee. The film won Best Picture and, an, and another for Best Adapted Screenplay for Pozuzo uh, uh, and Coppola. There is a rich Tarion here for a movie for movie buffs. And Ben Affleck is actually directing something similar in a movie about the making of Chinatown. So that's going to be interesting as well. And, of course, for the for his part, Coppola, who did a new cut of the final film, he's edited it entitled uh, Mario Pizzuzzo's The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone, has given his approval. Corleone, any movie that Barry Levinson makes about anything will be interesting and worthwhile, said Coppola. So, this, like I said, this actually excites me. It gives me something to look forward to. It gives me something that I haven't... may actually give me a little bit more of a new outlook whenever I actually watch The Godfather again, especially whenever I actually know a little bit now about the behind-the-scenes drama between the mobsters, between the studios, between the directors... And everything. So I'm actually excited to actually see what's going to happen with this. So what do you guys think about this? Are you guys excited about this whole entire Francis Ford Coppola news? Are you not excited? Let me know about what you guys think about Jamie Foxx coming into the MCU. Let me know what you think about Doctor Strange with the Multiverse of Madness with the production beginning soon between October and November. So with that being said, that's going to end it for today's segment. But before I close out... You know, there is a place that you can actually donate towards the show. You guys don't have to, but it'd be greatly appreciated if you guys can. I understand with the pandemic and stuff like that that you're not able to do it. But you guys can go on ahead, go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers. And you guys can donate me a couple of cups of coffee. And it actually just stay, it's actually just to keep the lights on over here at Movie Lover Tonight. Not only that, but if I want to do giveaways for you guys because I want to give something back, I want to start doing some digital giveaways, do some contests to actually get things going. Another thing too, guys, if you guys actually want to act, to check out our entertainment uh, page as well because Movie Lovers Unite actually does have a dot com now. It's actually movieloversunite.com. And guys can check out all your entertainment news and everything. But right now it's kind of at a standstill because of the fact that there's not much movie news coming on. I've been getting uh, bits and pieces of certain information and stuff like that and just reporting on it like that. But other than that, there's not much co- happening. But check out movieloversunite.com. We spend a lot of time there. Doing movie rev- movie reviews, news articles, and stuff like that. So go on and check that out. Another thing too, we also have a Pinterest page now called Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. Check us out over there. We also have an Instagram Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram, and of course our Facebook page where you guys can actually find me there posting funny memes, movie reviews, movie news stuff within the entertainment industry in itself. You can find me over there at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. And you can also find me on Movie Lovers Unit on on Twitter. Another thing too is you guys can actually find me on Twitter at John DiGregorio8. And of course, this is your host as always for Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGregorio. And I hope everyone has a great night. And one last thing, guys. I'm actually going to be doing the 
Sinister review with Tamika tomorrow. So don't forget about that. That's going to be uploaded as soon as we're done with the review. So, you know, just keep on checking back with the podcast and everything tomorrow night. And as soon as you get that notification, go ahead, check it out. Smash that share button. Smash smash that up smash that up another thing too is if you guys like what you hear go ahead go to apple itunes go ahead and write down a review of what you think about the show and go from there uh, one other thing too that i want to mention that i did do a short review for blood feast so check that out whenever that drops tonight as well so always until next time bye bye